Welcome back to another episode of this podcast, uh, radio show, Spotify. What, what else do we do this on? We carrier pigeons, iTunes, Apple, iTunes? P- Apple Podcasts, a- Apple Pie. Did you say Apple Pie? Apple Podcast, Apple Pie. For bre- I love it for breakfast. We're also on the uh, recently the uh, Oklahoma Catholic Broadcasting Network on Wednesdays at three thirty at on Catholic radio stations around Oklahoma. Not in Stillwater. No, There's wait, no Catholic radio wait, in Stillwater. We are the Catholic radio in Stillwater. We, we are not. the Catholic radio of Stillwater. Uh, that's sad. <laughs> that's very sad. No, there is no there is not a Catholic radio station in Stillwater. But I think we should do something about it. And in fact we're working on it a little bit. We're how, keeping how, our eyes okay, open. I got I got, I got some ideas for a new radio station, a Catholic radio station. How about we just like a giant tower and then we just broadcast it throughout the city. I think that's illegal. How? What? How is that illegal? I don't want to break the law. The FCC, yeah, you know. Okay, no. so. Uh, Tell them well, who you are. Oh, well, we? hi. Uh, Father Kerry uh, Wakulich, uh, pastor of St. John Catholic Student Center on the corner of Knobloch and Miller. Uh, that's uh, There's a lot of construction going on around that corner. A lot of houses being torn down. What's going a on? A lot of people there? around. Yeah. And I'm always here with mi amigo de amigos, the other pastor of pain, uh, the guy with two first names, comma, the three-point shooting star, comma, oh dear. Uh, his dream is to fly on Air Force One, if anybody's out there wants to, wants oh, please, to put him on Air Force One. Please, bucket list. Check, that would be My incredible. bucket list is very small. Is it? I want to vis- fly on Air Force One. Uh-huh. I want to go to the Oval Office. Whoa! And uh, my, I want to uh, go to a NASCAR event, <laughs> like in the car, or just watch the car. Just watching off. it. And then I also yeah. want to visit the island of Molokai, home of my oh. former home of my favorite saint, Saint Damien. Saint Damien of Molokai, eighteen forty to eighteen eighty nine. Whoa! Yeah, we had those pictures in the rectory. Yep. Uh, and a relic, him. and a I relic of Damien. Does it say him. "Blessed Damien of Molokai" or "Saint Saint"? The the relic says "Blessed" because he was blessed at the time, and now he's saint. Oh, oh. Well, tell me who you are, by the way, Father not Brian just, O'Brien. Not just this guy who has bucket lists and dreams. I do have a bucket list. I have dreams. NASCAR. Seriously, um, Father Brian O'Brien. I'm the pastor of Saint Francis Xavier Catholic Church in Stillwater, Oklahoma, located at 711 North Country Club Road, at the corner of Country Club and McElroy. And Pastors of Pain is our little effort to uh, speak to you, our listeners. Uh, Evangelize and, uh, Pain County. Our people. But, and, it's, but it's, uh, getting out, it's getting out a little further than It's Pain getting County. out, yeah. Wait, so we, we, we look at those little, like you showed me a little thing. It was like stats. Couple, like there was like five or six people in England that listened to it. Uh, I don't know how it got international. The Queen? The Queen, maybe? I heard the Queen listens, so uh, that's awesome. Well, the Prime Minister? Uh, yes, welcome all of for, all of our friends. Form, maybe former all of our friends. Sorry for uh, kicking your butt back in the late 1700s, but we just felt like we needed to get some space. <laughs> so anyway, this is uh, this is Pastors of Pain, uh, our little podcast radio show, and county, and it's, and it's a joy, a joy to, to be here. What is not a joy, however, is uh, what has been going on in transpiring the in the Catholic Culture. Church over the last uh, month or so. So we, Father Kerry and I, we kind of talk a little bit ahead of time because we, you know, we're at two different parishes. We live in the same rectory, but even then, sometimes we can be sort of ships uh, passing in the night. Uh, we try to pray together as often as we can yeah. and have meals uh-huh. together. We still have uh, Father Robert Duck yep, here until uh, mid-September. He's uh, the associate pastor at St. Francis Xavier. But anyway, we try to sort of talk about, you know, hey, what do we want to talk about on the show this week? 
Um, and we just, you know, I mean, it, it, it's everywhere, it seems. It's the most pressing thing in the Catholic world. And yeah. so we wanted to the Catholic world, take some time yeah. and beyond. And beyond. It, it's going the on Catholic, in the culture. What affects the Catholic Church affects the world in that there are a billion Catholics in the world. And the Catholic Church has a very far-reaching effect with our schools, hospitals, mm-hmm. um, outreach in, in many different ways. The church is supposed to be the light on the uh, light on the hill, not to be put under a bushel basket. And we ain't doing a very good I job. I would of like being to put it hill. under a bushel basket right now. Oh, um, really? Well, yeah, I mean, not, it, yes and yeah, no. You yeah, know, you know it, and, but even the culture is looking at us and saying that's what you're supposed to be. And you ain't and doing you're it, very it well. up. So just a little a little summary of kind of where we are. If you've if you've not been following. So, oh gosh, I guess about a month ago or so, um, some news came out about a former cardinal, uh, Archbishop uh, Theodore McCarrick out of Washington, D.C., and um, some allegations which have been uh, substantiated, mm-hmm. basically that he had, um, as as bishop, taken advantage of some seminarians Um and then also um, what seems to be a substantiated claim of some sexual abuse against uh, a, a minor. And so that, you know, that came out. And I I remember hearing that and just, you know, you kind of, my just my head goes down. I immediately t- turn to the Lord in prayer of like, why? Like, what is this? This is terrible. And I had actually had over the last several years, probably the last 10 years or so, several interactions, um, not one-on-one with Cardinal McCarrick, but... Um, I had gone to Washington, D.C. for some different yeah. events, uh, religious events that he had been a part of. And so I had always, you know, I'd always kind of seen him as somebody to be, you know, to be admired and, and um, who I liked, you know, He's personally. Archb- Cardinal Archbishop of Washington, Yeah, and, and, and at the very least, even if I didn't like him, which I did. Yeah, you, know. you look at the external and you're like, this guy seems yeah. to be pleasant. So that was very disconcerting. Um, and then just a few weeks after that, uh, in the state of Pennsylvania, a grand jury report was released, and it was a long time coming. Um, it had been a subject of investigation by the Attorney General's Office in Pennsylvania looking at abuse in the church, and not just abuse, but then kind of a cover-up right. of is that it, abuse. Is, did it follow uh, Spotlight, and was that 2002? So the Boston, the big Boston story broke 2002, by when the Boston you, when we entered seminary, we I were, entered seminary. That we year. both went that same year. Yeah, uh, and then the movie Spotlight came out. I don't know when that was. I don't know, it seems like maybe five or six years ago. I really so enjoyed. Movie, it. I watched it like probably three times. The movie Spotlight is very good, and I and I think we both would recommend it. So Spotlight comes out and and tells the story of the Boston Globe breaking right, right. the sexual abuse crisis in Boston. So the very similar circumstance of what happened here in um, with with the Pennsylvania grand jury report, and it was you know it was eight hundred pages and just detailed all the ugliness, evils, all the evils that human beings can. So the three, worst of them over the course of uh, what is it six or seven decades. Six or seven decades. Decades, yeah, because yeah, it was yeah. the number was like twelve thousand priests during that. Six or seven decades, and then the three hundred that that would just ruined people's right. lives. Right. So three hundred priests uh, that that had abused a thousand victims over the course of these many decades. So that was one part of it that was just ugh, and just hard, you know, hard to read and 
Um, did you, you know? Again, did you read it a little bit? I read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took some nuggets yeah. out of it, and yeah. it was just angry, brutal, and disappointing. So you know, as you said earlier, Father Kerry, like what you know, where the church should be, this city, city on a hill, you know, that uh, beacon oh. of light, and and that's ideally what what a priest should be too. Uh, you know, we're not the most important people in the world, but we have an important job, and so to to try to to be the light of Christ, working in the world, and so when you when you hear about a brother priest being the opposite of what he should be. In fact, being right. being evil. E- uh, yeah. We're all sinners. We all fall short. But this these guys, I mean, just evil, evil, diabolical, evil, evil, terrible. So then, so that comes out, you know, and it's just it's just a gut punch to the whole church, um, and especially the church in Pennsylvania. I don't really know. I don't really know. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know any priests up there. Uh, anyway, just terrible, terrible, terrible. And so then, you know, and then, not that it hasn't really died down. I've preached on it the last. I've been pre- uh, and you three out of the last you, four weeks. You can't avoid it because remember the reading from Ezekiel chapter thirty-four last uh, Wednesday. Last Wednesday, said, woe, woe to you, shepherds! It was like woe to you, shepherds, who destroy the flock, who yep. they starve for uh, because they want knowledge, and you're starving them to death. You destroy their wool, yep. and it's just like going down the list. It was like. Wow, Ezekiel, the prophet, telling it like it is. It is his the the prophecy God speaking to him is timeless. I mean, it's I mean, just rips the heart out. That's right the beauty now. of Scripture. It has it has a place in every age, and for every people. Yeah. Uh, Ezekiel, my guess is, wasn't thinking of uh, Pennsylvania, United States of America, twenty eighteen. Or but, the church in America, but it was he was speaking, he was speaking to it. So, so then uh, over you know about a week ago or so now, um, word comes out of uh, a letter from Archbishop Vigano, who used to be the Apostolic Nuncio. To, N- yeah. Nuncio is that that's a new word for you? It's kind of like the ambassador, kind of the Vatican ambassador to the United States, sort of. So it comes out with some pretty detailed accusations, um, which include Pope Francis. That he um, knew these that he things. Knew were... about Cardinal McCarrick and and had him as an advisor anyway. And anyway, it, you you can read all that. That was just that was a little a little whatever four minute summary that yeah. you just got because from they're me. Two diff- they're two different events. It, amongst my college students and even adults I know, they seem to get commingled as the same thing because of just Bishop timing. Bishop Whirl was the Bishop of Pittsburgh, and then he came to Washington, D.C., and I think those two things in their mind are overlapping, and that's a, there's yeah. a little confusion, and it's the same Just time. The timing. It's how many, what'd you say was, how many years of this was this case study that done by the Oh, I mean, it was decades, yeah, I think six, six decades in, in Pennsylvania. So anyway, you can read all that, we're not going to be your... You're not going to summarize it all for you, but it's sure. just been, um, it's just been, it's been rough. Um, and, and I say that not as in like, all of you should feel very bad for your priests. Like, uh, no, don't, no, don't, no. I'm not, I'm not looking for sympathy. I'm just telling you that it, uh, the last month has been just, it just makes preaching the gospel, uh, a little more difficult, um, a lot more difficult. Um, I, I think from my angle, just kind of from a credibility standpoint, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to stand up and try to teach about the beauty of life and the beauty of marriage and the beauty of human sexuality. 
Well, I mean, anybody could just come back and say, oh, really? Oh, you guys believe that? Oh, well, I read the Pennsylvania Grand Jury Report. You guys obviously don't believe that. Or, you know, did I just, didn't I just read in the news that this person, you know. So it just that, that for me, that's been kind of the, just the hardest part is it just it's going to make. It, it, it makes my heart ache. Oh, it's terrible. Uh, and, and it's for mo- like the, the church, yes. But for these young people who had to go through this, who had to endure this over, you know, 20, 30, 60 years, mm-hmm. who are now who are now like. 60 and 70 year olds or 50 year olds or, or, or even you know they're they're now priests and they've been having to endure this suffering and see the face uh of their uh of these monsters who mm. did this and that just like i don't cry too often that makes me yeah. cry well it drives people away from the church that christ it, it drives them, yeah drives them away yeah. from god and yeah. I, I, the purpose uh or uh, my vocation is to be, as they say, like a little bridge builder, like to help the That's bridge. That's what pontifex means. A bridge builder. Like That's the, I'm supposed to name lead, for the Pope. Yeah, yeah. Lead, lead people across like there, and, and to build it. And, you know, it was uh, – uh, I was uh, – you know, in the military world, you have two, pe- two groups of people, civil engineers. We had them called Red Horse in the Air Force, guys who would build bridges for us to get across. And then we'd have explosive guys who would come along and blow up bridges or blow up obstacles that we didn't need. And that, the, the second one is n- we're not supposed to be, is to destroy the bridge that allows people to encounter the living God. Yeah. Uh, and when we allow evil into my heart, and then subsequently allow it into the church, and then I, I even think in the in the in, in the culture I'm in right now, where it's like we say, uh, don't judge, don't judge me, or don't don't tell me what to do. Fraternal correction, like correcting a brother and sister, is going to be of singular importance. Yep. Because it's not that I I dis you know like I you know I, I that you don't like me I, that I don't like you. He is. tells me that all the time off air, <laughs> on air people. But when he's you're so dang friendly and yeah. lively, mm-hmm. off air, it's just fangs a, come out. Uh, it's terrible. <laughs> well, you know what? When you're riding your unicycle. Um, drinking coffee <laughs> and juggling chainsaws on fire. I'm concerned about your number well-being. one. I don't drink coffee. Two. That's which. All. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so I think so, Father Kerry. So we. I, I think probably what most people out there. I and mean, I've had a lot of conversations, even just after like daily mass this morning. Um, had a number of conversations with people, and I think what I've heard from people, to me personally, um, is kind of three things. One, I've heard people kind of. Thank me for addressing it. Yeah. Okay. Good. And I don't. And I actually don't really feel like I've addressed it adequately. Um, I just. I feel like even just speaking about it uh-huh. is is a positive thing. Um, I've said three of. I think. I think it's three of my last four Sunday homilies have have addressed the various issues that yeah, are, yeah, that are exactly. going on, encouraging people who have been abused to come forward, forward to law enforcement first and to the church. Uh, so that so people have have, thank, have thanked me for that. Secondly, I think people have been very supportive. You know, of like you know, hey, keep keep, keep up, up the good work, and you know, hey, we love our priests, and you know, and I, and I take that for what it's worth. I'm not looking for that. I think you aren't either. And then third, they say, well, what do we what do we do? Like what now? All right, this is happening. It's happened, right. and and there's more. I believe there's more coming. If the Attorney General of Pennsylvania in Oof. one state 
can uncover all of that is I think this whole it's going to go the, it's going to go state by state. Didn't the Archbishop of uh, St. Louis just like open the records and invite the Attorney he General? He invited the Attorney General or the District Attorney maybe of of yeah. uh, in St. Louis to to come and view their records. You know, here right, like right, a diocese sure. of Tulsa, we're doing an internal review. Um, but I just think it's going to go. I think it's going to go state by state, and we're going to do this. So anyway, I don't. What do we do? What do we do? It, it, it is a sweeping out and a purification of the church. We need to drive out sin and evil. We just got to drive it out. Like like Patrick with the snakes in Ireland. You're Irish. Let's let's drive it. But it, yeah. it, it, it's, it starts like, so what do I do? Well, I, I love the, like, the idea of like, you know, the Aristotelian model where he says, uh, in order to make the country flourish really well, you actually have to start with the self. Like, like if, if the nation is going to be functionally well. Let there well, be peace on earth and let it begin, begin with, with me. Begin with me. There you go. So it's, am I striving after holiness? Carry John Wakulich, first a Christian, second a priest. Am I striving after holiness? Do Ooh. I want to be a saint? Uh, am, I, am I purging those things out of my life, like looking at them and saying, okay, these are these vices and uh, like Gollum, uh, not Gollum, uh, what's the guy from Lord of the Rings? This shall not pass. He's uh, a wizard guy. Gandalf. Gandalf. Gandalf the Grey. So Gandalf says, "Thou shall not pass." And boom, I have to say, you know what? These things. Like, I'm a Russian. I have. Uh, I get really angry, really, really upset, and ticked off, and impatient. Now I sound like a Nacho Libre. But it, it's <laughs> it's like, how, am I working on that? Like when yeah. that when when someone irritates me, am I working on that? Because that is not uh, permissible. Because you know, how am I growing in love with Jesus Christ if I'm not if I can't love my enemy and pray for those who persecute? But wouldn't I think some people would say like, "What? This doesn't have anything to do with me. This is a priest. This is a priest scandal." Mm. So why why would you know like our bishop for example has 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 in, in several different correspondences to people yeah. has said um, you know has called for an investigation, has called for uh, cooperation with law enforcement and things. But then there's also been this this we should also be praying, and so has recommended yeah. the prayer of to Saint Michael the Archangel, uh-huh. um, and also like fasting in, in certain respects. And you can look up all Bishop Conroe's stuff online. But I've had some people who say, "Well, well, why why do I have to do that?" Right. I didn't do it. I I got I I got a I got it's a exam- priest problem. Yeah. Why 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 did the laity have to do anything different? Uh, okay. Uh, one reason, I had a student in RCIA who was getting his uh, PhD in animal science at Oklahoma State University. Go folks. Go folks. And he talked about the church as a living organism. He says it's this organism that's alive. The vine and the branches are alive. Ooh. And so what happens on one side happens on the other. But for good or for ill, what's going on in China in the underground church and martyrdom affects us. What's going on in the in these priest scandals, in uh, sexual abuse? It happens. It affects us. The the church growth in Africa and alive and booming with vocations affects us. So it's a living, breathing organism. So what happens to one part happens to the other. So uh, am I am I looking to help heal the church through my prayers and through my actions? Am I even if it, you didn't do it? Even if you didn't do it, yeah. because they are that those the, the, the we are brothers and sisters. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, 
I mean, I agree with you. I'm okay. just I'm playing a little devil's advocate. Yeah, sure, sure. You know, just I think there so is you, a there's a sense that we gotta that the cl- the clergy and the bishops need to clean up their act. True. And I'm sensing more than I have ever seen before in my life, like a rising up of laity who are holding the bishops and Pope Francis accountable. Yeah. And so you've seen people who say, I'm, I'm going to withhold donations from the diocesan appeal. You know, I, I don't know that that's the best route. I mean, because I, I, ultimately I think that kind of hurts. That hurts people more than it, more than it helps. Uh, but, uh, you know, you see people, have, you know, we're going to, there's people protesting in, in Washington, D.C. especially. In St. Peter's Basilica plot, Calling for, yeah, calling for resignations uh-huh. of different bishops. And so it's, it's it, I'm just, I'm anxious to kind of see how it all plays out. But let, let's talk Payne County. Uh, uh, what, what should we do? What's our reaction? So prayer, fasting. Fasting. Uh, hold on a second. Prayer, fasting, building up our local Catholic community. Mm-hmm. Making it even stronger, teaching our children the faith uh, e- even more, which you're you're doing at St. Francis. Yeah, I'd also say too, if you know someone who has been uh, the victim of abuse, and I and I say this either at the hands of somebody in the church or at the hands of anybody, um, this would be a time of to 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 really support them. Um, I think especially if, if they've been a victim of um, abuse in the church, this is a time to, to reach out yeah, exactly. and to support yeah. um, those individuals um, in, out of compassion. Because, right. you know, if, when you, if you've been a victim of abuse, you wake up in the morning and you see, and you see headlines, right? It, just, it, it can exactly. bring a lot of that yeah, back. It, it, so far this school year, we've had two sexual assaults on campus at OSU. Two, two girls being sexually assaulted by men or by college. One, and they don't know, but the other one was a, apparently a college student. And oftentimes you find out in, college, in the college world, the person that was assaulted or abused will say, well, I don't want to ruin that person's life or I don't want to ruin their career. Hmm. It's like, no, they don't get that option. Like, you, you, they, that, that ended? When they did this, they don't get the option of just walking away from this. They need it's, – it's, it's a matter of justice. Yeah, and so that's where I think we, we talk a lot about mercy, and we should. Um, but there, are, there, are, there is also the justice factor um, that even if forgiveness has taken place, easier said than done, right. there is still justice to be, to be had. So I think that's important as yeah. we as as we go along, um, you know. And I would say too, you know, that obviously the the, the beauty of the church has been scarred. Uh, it, it's it's kind of difficult to to to, to be a, a loud and proud Catholic these days. But I also think that that God has put us, you and me, and all the people listening out there, we're living at this time for a particular reason. Um, crises have come in the church before, sometimes theological, sometimes moral, um, where the church has needed renewal. Right. 
And so the, our options are, do I, am I going to be, am I going to sit on the sidelines and watch that renewal happen if it does? Or am I going to be smack dab in the middle of it? Helping the renewal. Go yeah. Around. And so that's, I think that's where you and I are right here in our little corner of the world and, and, uh, and Stillwater, Oklahoma, we want to be part of that renewal. And where does that renewal come from? It, it, and this is what I've been preaching about for over the last couple of weeks is, okay, scandal, terrible things, evil things, diabolical right, right, things. Yeah. Draw close to the Eucharist. Draw close to the Eucharist. And we've had these beautiful readings from John, from John chapter 6 over the last couple of weeks, and those are over now. But um, it, in the face of evil, where do we turn? We turn to the, the most good of them all. Um, Christ, and we we spend time with Him, and we go to Mass more often, we pray more often, we go to confession more often. Yeah, we don't run away; we we jump in. Hmm. What do you think about that's good? That? Yeah, I heard a great great line, uh, gentleman, older gentleman after Mass this week. He pulled me aside, and after I had preached about it, and he said, "Here's how I summarize it." He said, "You don't." Leave Jesus because of Judas. Whoa. You don't leave Jesus because of Judas. And I like that. And it's a little cliche. I mean, it's a little pithy, you, you know. But it's It is true. pithy, but it's like, it's but one it, of those little the, axioms that like, gets right to the point. Yep. That Judas was an apostle. And there have been those throughout. Yep. Chosen by Jesus. Chosen by that's Jesus. That's the hard. That's the thing. I mean, I, a lot of people. Like he have, went up the mountain. He spent time in prayer, and then he came down and he picked them, and he picked Judas. He also picked Peter, who betrayed him, denied him three times. Uh, don't leave Jesus, his church, and the Eucharist because of Judas. Yep. And we'd recommend too. We both. I think we both have seen it at different times. Uh, Father Mike Schmitz made a, a nice video. On YouTube, um, through Ascension, Ascension Press, Ascension right. Presents, um, and his line at the end, I, and I added this in my homily was, "This is not the time to leave. This is the time to lead." And so, yeah. for moms and dads to 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 lead their children to holiness, husbands and wives to lead each other to holiness, um, people in the church to take leadership roles in your parish, wherever you are, to the Stillwater people it, it, to, to step up. Yes, you did not do this. Yes, this is the bishops have a major problem and priests have, ha- have a major problem on our hands that we're going to try to deal with. But what is your role in that? Your role is to get involved in the right. re- in the renewal of the church. Yeah. I, I was just reading about uh, China the other day, like the Catholic Church in China, and the communists are tearing down Catholic churches. And in that world, you're saying, okay, so what do I do now? The churches are being torn down. They're being bulldozed. The priests are in hiding. Like, they're having to go back to the early church life. And the laity are being like, okay, so what do y'all do now? Um, it's, you know, it's it's not, I didn't do this. I'm in a small little town, and my church was torn down. So what do I do now? How do I how do I help the church uh, survive a, a tragic season? How do I help the church survive a tragic season? But the question: uh, the, the, How do we how do we serve the people of God better as priests? And how do we been, help them heal? You know, I, I remember in 2002 going to seminary, and people asking, like, of all the times to go to seminary, like. 
with what's going on in Boston. And I have a lot of roots in yeah. Boston. My parents are from there. All my family. I went to college in Boston. You know, yeah. of all the t- of all the times to go to seminary, like why are you going now? And my resolve was always, I want to help fix it. Yeah, I want to be a part of the solution. I'm not perfect, but I want to be part of the healing. And I, and and I I feel, although I do feel like a gut punch, and I'm frustrated, and I don't know where it's all going to go. I do have a firm resolve to just be a better priest. Yeah. Well, spend more time in the confessional for my people. Yeah. Um, spend more time in prayer for my people and for your sorry self. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It, You're not it, sorry. Yeah. I'm just, I've, I apologize to the people of God for our priests. For, yep. For, for, please, please forgive us because we, um, there's not a good explanation. There's not. Well, because you see, there's this and this and there's that. Not no, no, there's not a good explanation. And I would caution anybody. You know, I, I I would caution you to not go after the practice of celibacy. I don't, that's not that's not the cause. No. I don't think male only clergy is the cause. Uh, there's there's all kinds of theories out there about the fix of how the, how this is going to get holiness. Yep, yeah, be a saint. That's it. Be a saint. Well, Father Kerry, we have come to the end Ugh, of another episode. My head hurts. And, uh, yeah, this is probably our least pleasant hurts. episode, but I think one that we still had to, to tackle, and yeah. and uh, we're just so glad you're, everyone's listening out there. And thanks for your prayers Please for Please pray us. for us, and uh, be part of the renewal. Peace. And may God bless you. God have bless a great you. week. <laughs>